with us fred joyle how are you fred i'm i'm awesome uh wide awake and ready to go oh that's awesome i'm so happy that you made time to come on our show uh we always enjoy speaking to you wonderful entrepreneurs share your message with the audience get them to kind of start taking action as well or Give them some kind of aha moment, right? Always there's something that comes out organically when two people talk. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's all about bringing that awareness. And I uh, appreciate you for taking the time to come on the show. Um, so to begin with, if you don't mind kind of taking the lead, the stage, and introduce yourself in, in your own words. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my real first job was in the advertising world and uh, as a copywriter. And then I eventually branched out. I wanted my own advertising business. And I started a company in the 80s uh, based on the phone number 800 Dentist. Uh, and so over the years, I, I mean, from a very small start, became the largest dentist referral service in the U.S. Um, and with about 250 employees and ran it for about 25 years. We did half a billion dollars of television advertising over that time. Wow. Uh, we, we, uh, you know, we generated millions of patients for our clients and, uh, we had a terrific culture, uh, in the business. That was really what was paramount for, for me and my partner. And that's what sustained us as much as anything. And eventually we sold it in decline because Google basically disintermediated the business. Television became irrelevant. A phone number became irrelevant. Uh, and people just started searching everything on the web. But it was a, a tremendous run for us. We made, you know, really good money. We've helped millions of people and thousands of clients. And, uh, and now I coach uh, business executives and businesses uh, in my industry uh, to help them to not hit the same potholes that I hit uh, so that they can succeed sooner and uh, put less capital at risk, things like that. Mm. Excellent. So this, first of all, you know, congratulations for that feat. Like that's, uh, that's amazing, you know, what you created and what you did at that time. Uh, but my question would be is when you noticed, you know, Google taking the popularity uh, did you guys consider kind of taking that 1-800 culture online and doing something with it that way in a search? Um, uh, we did. We straddled the, the the telephone and the online world for five or six years. And the business okay. still exists, uh, but it's all a digital business at this point. It, there's no television advertising. There's no – it's all online promotion. But it's a pale shadow of – what it once was, but we, uh -huh. we had a, a good run. We were actually buying clicks from Google. We were spending half a million dollars a month on Google and, and they were telling us, you know, we're eventually going to put you out of business, but we'll take your money in the meantime. Uh, yeah. and, and so, and, and we did other things. We bought a, a SaaS product, uh, the, the, 
the challenge was we brought in private equity uh, and I no longer was CEO and they made a series of really bad decisions uh, that pretty much rendered the company almost valueless. And it was it was a very uh, powerful cautionary tale for me to to lose control like that and watch them mm -hmm. do the train wreck while I was sitting on board. Uh, but sometimes that's what happens. Uh, you mm -hmm. have to, you know, know who you're partnering with and know that, that most of the time, those type of, uh, engagements where you lose control, uh, is, is very like, uh, likely to have be fraught with, uh, destructive challenges to your business model. Mm. Um, just because mm. a lot of times they don't understand the industry, the client, uh, or, or the culture. They brought in a CEO who didn't believe in culture and he destroyed it in a year. And he, and mm. we bought a fabulous SaaS product that would have been worth a hundred million dollars had we handled it right. And he, he, he basically lost it in litigation because he was so arrogant. Uh, and I couldn't mm. stop it. I, I was powerless to stop it. So th these things can happen. And, uh, and I, that's part of what I do is I try to coach people on how things can go wrong and what, what to watch out for. And, you know, mm. we, we were self-funded for the first, uh, 20 something years. Uh, and so, uh, when we bought the SaaS product, we brought in outside money and I, my partner wanted to be bought out. So that, that's what we use the money for. Uh, mm -hmm. but it, it, it went the wrong way. Hey, sometimes yeah, it no. happens. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Um, when you came up with this concept, right? What was the trigger that made this picture vivid in your mind that you're going to go and do this? Like, what was it? Was there, is there some kind of story behind it? Well, having worked in advertising before I started the business, I said that we, this phone number at the time was an incredibly valuable asset, uh, because it said what we, our name said what we did mm -hmm. and how to contact us, which is it yes. was an amazing package. Uh, mm -hmm. and uh, as, especially since we started on radio in advertising and in radio advertising, you would have to, if you had a phone number, you'd have to say it over and over and over again for people to remember. So you'd lose all of this time, this messaging time. And so our number allowed us to basically message for 55 seconds and then just tell them the phone number a couple of times in the course of it. And they would remember it for months instead of minutes huge mm. difference. And so I said, this mm. is, this is a valuable advertising asset, marketing asset, rare. Uh, there are very few businesses that could, could do this. Um, and so it, it tied that to, I had a really unusual dentist who was very, who was a holistic dentist way before, uh, that became even a word. <laughs> and, mm. and I thought, how would anybody find this guy? How would, if they were looking for something this specific, uh, how would they find him? And, and then, and, and of course you have to be naive enough to think you could pull the whole thing off. Uh, so my partner mm -hmm. and I were young enough and didn't need to live on much money. And we just believed in ourselves. 
and then, the, and then eventually you get so committed, you can't get out. So you have to make it work. You know, you've signed mm. a lease for five years on the business and you've signed it personally. So if the business mm. fails, you have to go personally bankrupt. So it's, I call it lock, letting the door lock behind you. So you have to figure out a way through. Uh, mm. and, and that's what we did. We just, we just kept slamming away at it for two years, just going door to door, signing up dentists, Amazing. spending more money in ads and, uh, yeah. inventing every aspect of the business. There was no template for this business. It wasn't like opening, you know, a Burger King or something like that. Uh, that mm. we had to create every element of the business, which was kind of fun, but you know, yeah. it's a lot of trial and error yeah. and a lot of error yeah. in the trial and error. Yeah. Well, it's a unique idea, right? So it, it, it definitely needs a lot of creativity. When you guys went on that venture, how was your belief? Like, I know you guys were working at it. Did you believe that what you had was going to be a home run when you were working it in the beginning? I, I don't think we believed that. I think we thought it had the potential to be a decent business and we just wanted mm-hmm. our own business. We didn't, we didn't want to be employees yeah. <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and so, but the, it spent, we spent six months finding our clients before we went on the air and then we set up a little oh, good. room. And, uh, and then we ran at, we started running ads and we got 50 phone calls the first day. Uh, of running Amazing. the ads and we went, wow, I, I, this, this might work. <laughs> and so we yeah. just kept spending more money in advertising, adding more clients and, and it, and it, it, it tipped about two and a half years in into profitability in part because we jumped to television advertising from radio. We figured out an inexpensive way to produce the TV commercials. And that's when we knew it was a home run. When we tripled the business nice. in the third year, um, it from, which does it's easy to triple a business when you go from ten to twenty doctors. But we went from a hundred clients to three hundred clients and became profitable. And then we got to a thousand clients and eventually worked our way up to almost four thousand clients over the wow. years. Um, yeah. And it it generated a tremendous amount of capital. Mm-hmm. For us, it was a it was a very successful model, and we didn't know if the yeah. model would work. You know, you have to is the formula good enough to have good employees, take care of them well, give good service to your clients, and constantly refine the product and be profitable. It's got if it doesn't mm-hmm. do all of those things, you're eventually going down. Um, and so, uh, yeah, at, uh, by the third year, it was doing all of those things. All of the formula mm. was working and it just, it worked for a long time. Hey, 25 years with a business model. Uh, and it, you know, 28 mm-hmm. really, uh, that's, that's a good run for a, a business model. You can't even predict a five year business model nowadays. From the experience that you gained, you know, launching this product, 1-800-Dentist. And being in advertising, what would you consider something equivalent in nowadays if someone wanted to explode or, you know, expand their brand with something creative like this? What avenue would you recommend to look into? 
but most likely it's going to be something like uh something in social media it, and it all depends on your product and, and that's what you, that's the challenge of social media it's like which mm. avenue works for you is it something that's going to work on tiktok is it on instagram is it on is it on facebook it depends on the age and the, and the persuasion of your audience or maybe it's it's all done through youtube or maybe you mm. have a great domain name and that whatever you're selling goes goes through uh your website and it, and it's all about your seo uh or it could mm-hmm. be that you know if it's a physical product you could be distributing it all through amazon i mean the, the beauty of starting a business now uh is uh, uh, that that you don't need a mountain of servers you can you can get server time yeah. as you need it you don't need a telephone switch. You can, it's all done digitally now. I mean, our last telephone switch was a million dollars and the next iteration Whoa. was no telephone switch. Um, so, uh, th- these things and things like Shopify make it possible for you to really start a business with, uh, with a lot less money, you know, Amazon uh, web service, things like that are, are huge cost savings uh and and many times you can have employees working remotely you don't need a physical office uh i'm a big believer when you start up a business that your people are all working together in the same room i think something very powerful happens when you do that Mm -hmm. and i know that's what happened with us because we we saw and heard everything for the first two years we were in small enough space that my partner Gary and I were dialed into every minute of the business and every conversation and, and we could refine it. Uh, we could learn and, and refine it. And I think that's one of the shortcomings of saying, Oh, we can all work remotely. Uh, and everybody's sitting at home doing their own thing. Uh, I, I think there's hmm. real drawbacks to that, particularly in startup mode. But you got to you got to yeah. find a way to conserve money every possible way. And it's a lot easier now. Uh, but, you know, there is no you very rarely can you do any sort of broadcast advertising uh, that that doesn't make sense. So much more of it is this marketplace now is being able to communicate what you have through social media. Uh, you know, it's all the, it's the car companies and the drug companies and the fast food companies and the beer companies that do all the television advertising. Now there's very little, Mm. uh, very few companies that can justify that. And eventually that's going to be hard for them too, because everybody's going to be streaming, you know, and then, you know, and so only sporting events running live will be a place to advertise. So, if you get something advertised mm. on sports, great, but otherwise pretty hard to do. Mm. So when you meet with a client, right? Like a prospect, <clears throat> what, what are the steps that you take to help them with their needs in advertising and coaching, whatever you're doing with them, right? Like what are your steps to get to that point where you have a solution for them? So the first thing that I'll do with a client is I'll look at their messaging because that's where a lot of people fall down is they are not 
clear on what, how the consumer, their customer benefits, uh, in a mm-hmm. way that, that, that the, the customer can get in a few seconds, really, because that's all the time that you have. Um, and if you can't do that, if you can't do that with your business, you, you know too much and you're talking too much, which I, which is what mm. I see entrepreneurs do all the time. They can't mm. simply explain their business because they, they, they want to give you too much detail. And, and a lot mm. of times they forget to mention what it actually does. They're so busy about their te- talking about their technology and, and the, the exciting new enhancements that they've created that they forget to say, Oh, by the way, uh, this, uh, automatically changes your oil without you ever having to do anything or something like that. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so the I start there, you know, and then I, then I, I say, you know, what's the other thing I look really hard at is what's the culture that you've created? Does, does your whole team believe in your core values? Do they know what they are and are they defending them? Are they, uh, working there all pulling in the same direction because that's those are the two places where I see businesses really struggling because a lot of entrepreneurs have created something but they don't know how to run a business they don't know how to lead mm. people and they don't know how to, they don't know the importance of, of of a business culture and uh and I, and I'll just give you an example a friend of mine uh just started a business now he's worked for years in a, in a business with a powerful culture. And he finally decided to go out on his own. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. He had studied what would serve his customer best, but he created just an incredible work culture. And I just spent the last weekend with his team. So I know the, the culture that he's created and he's grown to, he, he, he basically, he, he buys small businesses and aggregates them. And he's at a oh, hundred cool. million dollars of overall revenue in two years. Nice. Um, he his his biggest challenge is hiring people uh, to you know that fit. He spends fifty percent of his time recruiting, uh, but he because of the culture, it is all hanging together, and they attract great people. That you know, this is it's a hard job market right now. Hard to find the best people. So you got to give them good money and a great place to work and a, and a, and a purpose to their day. And he's done that. And that's, you know, I'm actually about to start another marketing business and I'm very excited about doing that. Um, and I'm looking forward to building a culture again, like we had at 800 Dennis. Mm. So from your experience, you know, launching and scaling that company, because you, you did pretty awesome with it. Um, what is your, probably your number one experience that is helping your clients with their business today? Well, what, what I found, uh, as, as a part of my personal development was the, the, superpower of boldness of being bold when it mattered most uh when you, when you just are able to just meet people 
that because you never know who is going to be a good potential customer, a good mentor, a good partner, a good alliance, mm-hmm. or, or just somebody who's going to tell you something really valuable. Um, or you're going to be able to tell somebody else something really valuable. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you're going to be bold enough to say, I'm willing to make these mistakes. Um, The history of my business and most businesses and technically the human race is survivable mistakes. Just learning, keep Mm. doing stuff that pushes you one into your discomfort zone and two is full of information because you're trying stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we were always trying new TV commercial approaches because we wanted to see if we could increase the response and some of them would, and some of them would be terrible failures. Uh, but we Mm -hmm. had to keep trying. And so I actually, Mm -hmm. now part of what I do is I teach boldness. I actually wrote a book on how you can develop the superpower of boldness yourself in a systematic way, (laughs) because, uh, it was so effective for me in my life. And I started out is a very shy person. And I see this mm-hmm. a lot of times with, Me too. with business people is they're not, they have a great business idea, but they don't want to tell everybody about it. They don't want, they don't know how to pitch it to they hold back they're trying to raise. Yeah. They're trying to raise millions of dollars and they're like, they're not, they're not developing that communication skill, which is to project how confident you are that you're the one. And if you ask any investment group, they will tell you we're betting on the people who are going to execute it more than the idea. It's a, mm. the, the term Execution is that we bet on the, the jockey, not the horse. Um, mm. cause there's a million good ideas out there, but they want to know, can you pull it off? Can He's you do it. whatever it takes to succeed? Mm. Um, mm. and that's, that's yeah. where boldness comes in. You have to be bold enough to ask for the money to bold enough to mm. go out and find clients. I had to go door to door for six months for the first 20 clients, my partner and I. Persistence uh, it, too. Yeah. And it just, you just keep mm. going and that it, you, you can't, it, rejection has to bounce off of you. You can't yeah, let it yeah. discourage you because you'll just yep. sit at home and hide. Mm-hmm. When you work with people, do you, ever get anyone or any business owner or anybody on their staff, um, you know, providing some pushback on the boldness idea. Cause you know, a lot of people, um, lack on the mindset stuff, right? Be the, 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 what's making them move, what makes them tick. There's a lot of limitations. There are a lot of barriers, right? So when you're saying boldness, you know, go for the bold, the idea sounds good, but do you find that some of them kind of push back or they don't do anything or they're kind of your, their aura changes, you know, when, you, when they think about it, like, do you experience that? Yeah. And it, it all depends on what role they're in. I mean, if, if I've got a salesperson or a sales manager that's not bold, but they got to go. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no, for sure. But the business my, order, my, for example. Yeah, my controller doesn't have to be bold. I don't want him to be too bold with the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, it depends on the person, they, for sure. Yeah, but they, they, but they, what they do. This is this is a good example of it. If I've got a CFO, he has to be bold enough to tell me, not this month, Fred, because I, I, the way I always yeah. wanted to do, I wanted to do everything at once. 
I need, I always needed somebody who was the brakes. I was all gas, no brakes. And so I needed a CFO who said, this is, this is how we can afford to do this without putting ourselves at risk. Mm. And, and you can't let the CFO stomp all over you because your job is mm. to make sure there's always enough money. And, yep. and that you're yep. profitable and you can pay your taxes and you can build a war chest. So in case stuff goes wrong, you get through it. I mean, COVID really showed us that if you didn't have a war chest, you were, you were in real trouble as a business. You, you got to have mm. a, an ability to, to ride through unexpected times and, and unexpected consequences of either your decision or the economy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I want people to be bold in, in every level. I want them, the marketing people to be bold. And, and it, the boldness in a business is the boldness to say, I might be wrong, uh, to get feedback. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what happens to a lot of business owners and a lot of people in the hierarchy is their ego gets in the way. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and when I coach businesses, I say, you see this person that you think is so great, they got to go. Or you, you, you don't see the damage they're doing because you don't, you're, you're above them and all the damage is happening below them. Mm. Uh, and, and that's because if, if everybody isn't pulling in the same direction, you got to find out who isn't. It doesn't matter if they're, mm. if they, you know, a, a Wharton MBA, uh, if, if they're, if they're not working as a team player, if they're not pulling in the right direction and cooperating and listening and putting their ego aside and getting better at what they do, they got to go. And it's, mm. you know, when you're starting a business, you hire anybody you can. Uh, you hire your yeah, friends, you hire, you know, you hire the, the, the waitress you met at, at a, at a mm. restaurant. You do whatever the heck you can, but eventually, you know, you, you have to put people in place that are str- stronger than you, smarter than you and working at getting better all the time. And it's hard. No, it's, that's, that's, you know, because no, no. many times we just want a warm body, but many times that warm body is an anchor, not a propeller. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to mindset, right? It all comes down to the foundational programming that the individual has, you know, how, what operates this machinery and, and you notice it, you know, right in the business, you'll see it, you feel it, you talk to them, you, you, you can just sense and, and hear all the limitations that can hold them back. This boldness idea is incredible because that's really the only way to grow. If you're looking to grow in a big way, you got to be bold and you have to be honest with yourself, right? Yeah. And, and part of what I'm teaching in, in my book is how do you develop, how do you build your boldness muscle so that you, in ways that aren't so risky, so that when it does feel challenging, you can, you can be bold enough to act, to speak up, to step up, to try things, to listen, mm-hmm. take the feedback, do all, do mm-hmm. all of those things at, you know, uh, Go in and yeah. present and, and, and raise the money and say, look, and, mm-hmm. and be bold enough to say, I'm going to figure out myself because you want too big a piece of my business. And they'll say, yeah. no, oh, no, wait, no, no, we still want a piece of your business, but it's our job to take as much of your business for as little money as possible. Of course. Say, yeah, yeah, I understand that, yeah. but that's not going to work for me. 
<laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. Know, no, no. I'm, this yeah. business, I'm going to make you a lot of money, but I'm going to make me even more money. And I'm going to take care of my mm -hmm. people while I'm doing it. And I'm going to take care of my customers while I do it. Yeah. You're not just going to, you're not just no. going to bleed me for my profits until mm -hmm. you're rich and I'm poor. So, you know, uh, it has to be and, fair. and, and they respect that they, you know, the, mm -hmm. their job is to walk all over you if you let them. Um, yeah. And so just, you, you Being have to straight. be bold enough to say, I'll do it on my own. I'll figure it out. I'll yeah. find somebody more compatible. Uh, mm. you know, whenever you're like being desperate for money, you, you can be desperate for money, but you can't let it show. Mm. You have to project confidence, mm. whether you're confident or not. And that's really what boldness mm. is. Boldness is the ability to act, even though you're not confident. A lot of people say, well, I yeah. can't be bold. I'm not confident enough. It's like, no, mm. you gotta, you gotta put it out there. Uh, it's, you're not really faking it till you make it. You are saying, uh, you, you are being uncomfortable, but not showing it by saying, mm. I know this action, these actions will work for me. And, and the more you do mm -hmm. it, uh, the, the more uh, it's going to work for you. Uh, the more yeah, you're going to get like that habits. feedback loop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. it's, it, boldness is really like a muscle. You develop it by, mm. by taking bold action all the time. Talk to strangers mm -hmm. every day, just it, with, mm -hmm. with no agenda whatsoever. <clears throat> just, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to make them, I'm going to say a compliment to them, or I'm just going to say hi to them, or I'm going to smile at them it, just so that you're, yeah. uh, you are creating outgoing behavior. A lot of people say, mm -hmm. well, no, I'm too shy for that. I'm an introvert. It's like, no, you behave mm -hmm. like an introvert and you behave mm -hmm. in a shy way in certain situations. Mm -hmm. You're not an introvert with your family. Mm -hmm. You're not an introvert mm -hmm. probably with your coworkers or your, or your mm -hmm. friends. So, you have situational boldness. The idea is to have mm -hmm. boldness in every situation, especially mm -hmm. when it matters most in your personal life, mm -hmm. as well as your business life. So, you mm -hmm. know, you're going to, you, you're going to not going to meet the mate of your dreams. If you're hoping they find you, you have to be bold enough mm -hmm. to meet people and, and see who you're compatible with and who might be the best mate. Mm -hmm. for you yeah, um, like and, like, uh, you know, like nike says just do it yeah yeah the confidence no, will come uh, if you act boldly that's the the, the yeah. myth is that you have to be confident to be bold well the confidence you know it, it's it's a deep uh rooted uh characteristic it's it's the belief the faith you know it, it's something that you create from within but you are right when you say that being bold, taking that step. If we don't take the step and wait to be confident, then we'll we might it might take a lot longer, right? When you take the the step, you you become confident because of that situation you force yourself to be in, right? Like it's making yourself uncomfortable, and that creates even habits, that creates even opportunities. So, well said, uh, Fred. I, I really enjoyed uh, your outlook. And, and your, uh, thinking process, you know, it's, it's, it's unique. There's ideas in there that can definitely help businesses. Uh, it depends on each business, obviously, to meet with you and, and chat with you about this and kind of explain their current situation. You help them to see or paint a picture for them where you could take their business 
And like I always say to guests as yourself, that you are making a difference to do what you do. You know, you're, you're out there providing service to others, giving your time to come on these shows to provide value to people. So whoever's listening to this episode can take some of these pointers and implement, take action. Also, get in touch with you and see how you can help them. So I really want to say thank you, um, Fred, for taking the time to come on our show. Yeah, my pleasure. And they can, you know, the book is on Amazon, super bold. Uh, and and you can go to my website, which is just fredjoyle.com and uh, see more of what I do and, and get the first chapter of the book and things like that. So uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. I, I love pleasure. talking about this, obviously. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing because you can hear the passion, right? An audience, all the information will be in the show notes that he that Fred just mentioned. Um, you know, check out his social media, engage with him, check out his posts, check out his articles, whatever he's doing, um, get in touch with him and see how he can help you grow. Uh, because, you know, without growth, um, you know, at the end of the day, let's be honest, right? If you're not growing, you're dying. So... Um, let's uh, take some action from this episode. And I love you guys all out there. Continue to visit uh, my website, shahedrani.com. Also, the show, social media pages. Love your engagement. Love hearing from you guys. And if you have any recommendation for a guest, let me know and we'll put it out there. Again, thank you, audience, for being here. And also, thank you, Fred, once again, for giving us your time. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on.